The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. And welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Hey, um, thanks for staying tuned in. I just heard a very loud motorcycle as I'm saying hello. Um, Today's topic is persuasive talk. Now, I've had guests on the show, and they, they um, finish, and after an hour with them on the show, I don't know what the heck it is they do. So today's guest uh, is Dean Brenner. He's president and founder of the Latimer Group, and it's an internationally recognized, he's an internationally recognized expert in per- persuasive communication. He's an executive coach, public speaker, speechwriter, and author of Move the World, Persuade Your Audience, Change Minds, and Achieve Your Goals. He's also... Um, by hobby, I don't know if he considers it a hobby or, or what, we'll find out, is a sailor with seven national championships and five international team racing championships. He's a member of the U.S. National Sailing Team for three years, and he holds an MBA in finance, an MA in Shakespearean literature, and a BA in English Lit and Government. So welcome to the show, Dean. Thanks, Maureen. Thanks for having me. So how was that? Was I persuasive and to the point? Very to intro? the point, very clear, <laughs> nicely done. Thank you. No, but seriously, I have had guests on the show, and after talking to them for an hour, I don't know what the heck it is they do, even asking specific questions. So what is it, when you describe, when you're at a dinner party and someone sure. says, what do you do, how do you, what do you, how do you describe it in a nutshell? We coach great communication skills. We help people say what they need to say more clearly um, and more powerfully. And that means a lot of things, uh, and, and, and we apply it in a lot of different ways depending on the need and de- depending on the, you know, the, uh, the organization uh, and where they are in their life cycle. But, you know, we'll work with their executive teams on strategic communication plans. Mm-hmm. We'll work with their sales teams on sales skills, presentation skills. It, 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 it can manifest itself in a lot of different ways, but at the end of the day, we help people articulate their message better than they uh, have done previously. And do people realize that they are not great communicators or, or do, for the most part? Or <laughs> yeah, are they sent to you by, you know, punishment? <laughs> yeah, pe- people come to us in one of two ways, willingly and dejectedly because they know they have to, or uh, begrudgingly because they've been told they have to. Mm. And, um, you know, you know it's, it's funny, people's, people's realization about their own communication skills, in, in my experience, is inversely per, uh, correlated to how senior they are in their organization. Um, the, the more senior people are, the, the, the less likely they are to realize they need a little bit of help. But, uh, you know, we, we work at a variety of levels of the organization. And, and, I, and I say that, that last comment jokingly. I mean... <laughs> You know. Well, it's funny because um, uh, my kids uh, had a, went to a school at one time where there was a principal who was, you know, very um, 
articulate, yeah. but he would go, he was verbose, if you know what that yes. word is. He'd go oh, yeah. on and on with this flowery speech about nothing and just loved the sound of his own voice. And we didn't yeah. know what he was talking about, and he would never get to the point. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you, you know, it, it's, it's, a real commentary on the world we live in today. And we, we talk about, in our work, we talk about 21st century realities every day. And the simple fact is there's, there's more access to information. There's more uh, information available than ever before. And mind share becomes harder every day. And if you can't get to the point quickly and clearly and capture the attention of your audience, uh, your, your, level, your, your likely effectiveness is, is, is minimal at best. And you know, when, when we're actually working with executives or sales teams, what we're really doing is helping them capture attention and keep attention. Wow. That's just really hard to do. I mean, you know, you, you said it yourself. Uh, you know, a lot of people will talk, and at the end of the time, you have no idea what they were talking about. And right, right. The, 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 the more complicated the world gets, the more important this skill becomes. Right, right. And are you finding now that we're living in a short attention span society? Absolutely. It gets, gets shorter every day. And... And uh, it's, it's just really, really hard to stand out. And, you know, the challenge I put to people all the time is when you're done selling, when you're done with your meeting, when you're done with your conference call, do you actually want people to remember what you said or not? And everybody answers yes to that question. Uh, but then you get into how do you actually do it. And, and in some cases it requires a lot of work. I mean, you know, structuring your message and making it memorable, making it easy Mm-hmm. for the audience to grasp it, you know, that doesn't, very few of us come out of the womb with those skills. That takes work. So, take, so let's take, let's take um, a, a journey with sure. um, first how you started the, the Latimer Group. Yeah. And I want to get into specifics like what you actually do if I was a CEO coming to you. So sure. let's start with, you know, why and how you started and how, what, what, how, how, did this, how did this career yeah. for you? You've got a diverse background. You've got yep. finance, Shakespearean lit, uh, and a BA in English and English lit and government. So it's, yep. it's kind of finance, government, lit in literature. Yeah, those all sound like the degrees that for, for somebody who doesn't know what he wants to do with his life when he's in his 20s, right? Uh, um, yeah, an open-minded thinker, forward-thinking yeah. young man. I, w- I would spin it like that if I were <laughs> writing your press release. That's good. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was in finance, loved it. I have an MBA in finance, was on that journey. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you full disclosure here. I'm an honest guy. I was working for my wife's father, uh, and, and he, was not, uh, he was not my wife's father when, or put it this way, I, I started working for Tom, and then I met Emily. And Oh, you were dating? I was dating the boss's daughter. In a nice yes. way, I could have said something else. You were dating the yes. boss's daughter. Yes. Ooh, and not a smart move. <laughs> no, well, you know, it's, it's been fantastic. And, and at one point I just realized that, uh, I wanted to pat, pave my own way. He's, uh, Tom is an incredibly successful uh, financial advisor at UBS, and I just decided I wanted to try something completely different. And that whole decision was going down at the same time that I was wrapping up a six-year effort to qualify for the U.S. Olympic team for the 2000 team that com- competed in Sydney. Wow. And I decided for the total career change, and because of my background in sports, I decided I wanted to try this, you know, world of executive coaching, whatever that meant. And uh, I took a little hiatus uh, with my wife. We, we drove cross-country for six months and right. talked it through. And eventually, over, you know, several conversations and about a year of, of, of sort of thinking it out, 
uh-huh. we came up with the idea for the Latimer Group, and, and it was really Emily who, who put it best. At one point, one night, she said, you know, you're just always, you've always been a really good public speaker. Why don't you just coach that? And oh. that was it. I mean, it took us a while to get there, and the idea kept changing and changing. And we launched, well, we, uh, after she helped me with the idea, um, you know, she you know, focused on her teaching, but I launched it out of our living room, and I, I ran the business out of our home for five years uh, wow. while, while I was getting established. It's a pretty classic entrepreneurial story based on, you know, my skill set. Right, it's really and how did you simple. get your first clients in the beginning? Uh, well, you know, I, I used to joke that for the first couple of years, there's a very fine line between being unemployed and being self-employed with no clients. <laughs> and uh, it's an incredibly fine line. And uh, I was really patient, and I just, we, 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 we set up a great website. We've got some great partners that, that have helped us market the company, uh, starting with our friends at Mad Communications. And we, we created a good website and a great base of content, and I just spent the required time networking and getting to know people and staying true to what we wanted the Latimer Group to be. And, and, and that was the biggest lesson for me early is you, you have to be really picky about the type of assignments you take when you're launching a, a consultancy because yeah. some things may come your way that are not directly in line with your original mission. And, and whatever, comes your, whatever you start doing initially will become what you are known for. And I turned away a lot of work early on. People would come to me and say, well, you got this Olympic background. Do you want to do some team-building stuff for us? And that was intriguing to me, but it wasn't what the Latimer Group was supposed to be. So I kept saying no to that kind of work. And it was painful at first. Yeah. But uh, I'm happy now because we, we have a very narrow, specific mission, and we're known for it, and that's what we wanted. And where, and where do your uh, clients come from now? I, just yeah. all we over the world? Yeah, we have clients on five continents, actually. Um, I just wow. got back from Singapore and Australia. I'm going to be in South Africa next month, Europe. Uh, we're really blessed with a number of global uh, Fortune, 50, Fortune 50, Fortune 100 corporations that send us around the, around the world working with you know, various parts of, of their companies. So we're, we're really lucky. And, and uh, what are you helping them with? What's the primary reason yeah. someone calls you? Or do they have a big speech coming up and they're in a panic? Is that your most common call? Uh, it, it, depending on the level of, of the organization we're working with, it's either an, an executive or, or a, you know, a C-level officer who has a big speech coming up or just wants to improve their skills. So we'll do one-on-one coaching at that, at that C-suite level. Right. Or we'll work with their sales teams or their marketing teams on executing their, you know, their sales strategy or their communication strategy. So we'll work with them on, are you articulating the company message through your presentations, mm-hmm. through your daily interactions? And you know, we'll work with them on actually structuring the message, and then we'll work with the individuals on you know, how well are you delivering the message. So okay. it's a little different depending on which level of the organization we're in, but the DNA is the same. It's, it's how do you clearly and powerfully articulate the organizational message. Wow. And, and are some of the clients uh, anyone we would, I mean, not the people specifically, but companies, sure. from companies that we would know? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, 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 mo- the most high-profile names we're working with right now are, are United Technologies and all their different business units. We do a lot of work with UTC all over the world. Mm-hmm. And we also do a lot of work with uh, Rio Tinto, the, mine, the mining company. And mining. we're working with them on multiple continents as well. And, and they're both wonderful organizations to work with because despite their size, uh, they're, they're, if, it's, if it's possible to be nimble at that size, these are, these are fairly nimble organizations. So. Wow. 
And, yeah. and, and why does a mining company need to be a good communicator? What do they Well, you're, you're selling all sorts of things all the time. You're selling services. Uh, you know, there's internal communications and there's external communications. You know, and if you're internally, in organizations of that size, there's an enormous amount of communication that goes on internally that has to be just as persuasive as an external sales message. I mean, you've got technical people that are, are trying to bring services or products to market. They're trying to build consensus around their, mm-hmm. around their strategies or their plans or their projects. Um, and, you know, so a lot of the work we do will be focused uh, on, on internal communications that never see the light of day outside the organization but are just as important right. because, you know, if you don't build alignment within your organization around the idea, the strategy, the product, the service, whatever it is, uh, you know, time to market is increased, uh, money is wasted, time is wasted. Um, that, that's a big thing in those organizations is how do you get all these people moving in the same direction and, and, and at the same speed? Right, um, and so, it is, so there's a, there's a team building aspect to this. I was going to say, you just said you didn't want to do team building stuff, but it sounds yeah. very much like it's a team building effort. Yeah, it, it's it's funny because now that we've gotten established with our with our primary mission of of great communication, mm-hmm. we are actually doing an enormous amount of team application to it, and and actually that's that's where a lot of our writing is focused these days. And how do you how do you use your communi- communication skills to lead? align and motivate groups of people. Uh, our, our first, you know, stake in the ground when we, when we launched the Latimer Group was we wanted to be established as the experts in persuasive communication, and we still do an enormous amount of work there, and now we're applying it in, in a slightly different but completely related area of of a team and leadership communication, and, well, and we're, we're getting a, a, a lot we're of We're going to have to take there. a break, um, yep. but when we come back, I want you to sort of take me on a journey of what you sure. do with a client and how you get them to focus, and, and I'll talk a lot about your book. Um, we'll be back in a minute uh, with my guest, Dean Brenner. Check out his website, thelatimergroup.com, and you can also look for his book, Move the World, Persuade Your Audience, Change Minds, and Achieve Your Goals. We'll be back in a word in a moment. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. 
If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. G? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters with Dr. G airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to PR Insider with your host Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again. I'm on with Dean Brenner. He's president and founder of the Latimer Group, and they are all about persuasive speech and uh, also some team building stuff. Welcome back again. Thank you, Maureen. So take me on a journey now. I'm a client and I'm coming to you. Let's say I'm coming disgruntled because that makes makes for a funny, dramatic interpretation, right? I'm coming disgruntled because my, um, you know, my Stockholders have decided I'm the worst speaker, speaking CEO right. they've ever heard. So I come right. to you um, and uh, take me on a little journey of what you sure. do with me. You know, it, it 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 starts with what are we trying? You know, what's what are we trying to achieve with our communication and, and all the conversations I have, you know, with clients, whether it's an individual executive or the sales team. You know, we start with. What are we trying to achieve? What's our goal? Uh, what, what are we trying to create with our communication? Uh, what's our destination, so to speak? Because you know, communication to me is all a means to an end. So, so we really dig deep into are we trying to brand you in a certain way? Are we trying to position the organization? Are we trying to build consensus around something? Uh, almost o- the, the, it's almost always yes to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and we, we spend as much time as we need to spend figuring out the purpose of our communication. And then uh, the, the, the second phase of our work is we really dig into who are we communicating with and what do they care about. You know, there's a huge audience component to successful communication today, and anybody that's communicating only from their own perspective isn't going to get listened to for very long. So, you know, it's not just what do you want to say, but what is your, what is your consumer, what does your audience care about or not care about you know, what are their hot buttons? How do we have to position it for them? So we start with a goal, and then we, then we spend a ton of time digging into who, who are you trying to reach? And then from there, you know, we start building a message plan that's likely 
to both help you get to your goals but also resonate with your target. And, you know, the more elaborate or the more, um, uh, the more mixed your audience is, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the more complicated that message plan gets. I mean, you know, if you're a CEO and, and you're trying to be a good communicator, you're trying to lead your organization, you've very clearly got multiple audiences that you have to care about, you know, customers, employees, shareholders, to name three obvious ones. And you're almost certainly going to have to be thinking about different things at different times, depending on who you're trying to reach. So, so you know, basically, so, so, who are you, like, or who is your brand? Yeah. What well, is your message, and who is your audience? You have to answer yeah, those three questions yeah, first. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, who, what are you trying to achieve with the communication? What do you want people to know? What do you want people to remember about you, about your product, about your organization? And how do you get, the pe- how do you get your clients to focus on the key points? We, 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 we mercilessly drill down on the most simple questions possible. And, and I'll ask the same question 20 different ways until we get clarity. And uh-huh. it, it's, you just, we're just not moving on until we start to figure out the, the fundamental answers to the most basic of questions. What are you trying to achieve? What do you want to be known for? What key right. points do you want to make sure people remember? And, you know, the... the, the, the you really have to stay there until you get until you get clarity, or else, or else you're going to be spinning your wheels. And and in some in some cases, with some clients, some executives, or some sales teams, it takes five minutes to get there. You know, sometimes it takes a lot longer. And so it just depends you, on the on who who your client is. Some of them get it quickly, and some of them, yeah, they have they have their aha moment after well, you know hours. Yeah, or they they may get it they may get it conceptually, but they, they're so confused. On you know they've got so many complicated issues rolling around inside their head that you just have to be patient with them and hold their hand a little longer. But you can't rush that process. And you know good communication is thoroughly based in a a, a, a grounding on your content and what do you want to be talking about? Because if you don't know, the you know the consumer, the audience isn't going to know either. Now I grew up watching my dad and and then my brother give a lot of public. Speeches. They are. Uh, my father's a pretty renowned, uh, very renowned uh, genetic scientist, mm-hmm. and he always opens with a joke. Yep. Which sometimes get him in trouble, but most of the time yep. relax the audience. How do you feel about humor? Um, it it all depends. Uh, are you funny? <laughs> okay. and, and if you're not funny, the last thing you should do is start with a joke. And. <laughs> Uh, and it also depends on the nature of your topic. I mean, if, if you're about to give a, 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 a talk to your senior team, you know, the people above you in the organization, and you're about to explain why your product team missed its budget for the ninth quarter in a row, Ooh, yeah. you know, probably not the best idea to start with a joke. Um, right. You know, it's, fun, right. it's funny. From a delivery perspective, uh, well, well, let me backtrack for a second. When it comes to creating content and figuring out what the message is, we're fairly regimented in our approach. We, we ask a lot of the same questions, and we, we stick to a framework. But once you get past that phase and you're now coaching people on delivery and how to effectively speak it, right. um, we're much more variable in our approach because the key word for us is authenticity. <laughs> and, you know, not everybody should sound the same. I mean, I'm laughing because authenticity is like the keyword of my show. I mean, it comes up in almost every show mm-hmm. because in PR, it's it's about PR is about getting a message across, really. Sure. And and how you want that message to be perceived. But yeah. Um. In we talk about social media and all the changes that have happened in in public relations, which are profound, 
and yep. and um, authenticity is is the thing that comes up in me because when you have when you're you're tweeting and you're the CEO, it has to be from you. It's you know, right? You can have if you have a ghostwriter, you have to approve what they're going to say because sure. yeah. But that's interesting that you, it's the same thing in public speaking. It's yeah. all about it. All it, comes down to communicating. It, it is now. Not everybody's gotten the memo on authenticity. Uh, you know, <laughs> if you watch the. I, I I watch Meet the Press religiously every Sunday, and and uh-huh. you know every politician still seems to be coached by the same person because right. they all use exactly the same inflection and exactly the same hand gestures and you know facial right. expressions, and you know they are they're fairly canned. And every once in a while, when one of them does something truly different and authentic, God, is it a breath breath of f- fresh air? Right. Um, and they they don't answer the question; they answer in the speak that they were coached. <laughs> Right, right, right. But yeah, authenticity is key, and 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 we we just want we we want people to understand that there's a, there's a variety of ways you can be effective, and you know, good business. And remember, we're talking about business communication. I mean, you know, I don't coach stand-up comics, okay? You know, we we coach professionals, and business communication is about getting your business message across. If you, if you have the ability to entertain a little along the way, that's great, but it's not required, and in many cases it's not appropriate. So, you know, it, it really, there, there are a variety of ways to be effective with your business communication, and, you know, if you're, if you're a fairly straightforward, matter-of-fact um, uh, speaker and, and, and that's your style, mm-hmm. you know, go for it. It, 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 it. You don't have to be a stand-up comic. How do you get... Um... How do you keep the audience's attention? How do you train people to do that? Because some people yeah. are just boring speakers, you know, they're yeah. thrown on. How do you get them to keep the audience? Even if they're not, let's say you get someone who's really not a good speaker, yeah. but they have to give a presentation. You've got sure. nothing to work with. How do you get them to, to keep their audience's attention? You, 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 you teach them to respect their audience's time and focus on short attention spans. You get to the point quickly and make it as valuable to the audience as possible. You know, it's, it's all about, you know, the, the, if, as long as you're communicating something that will, that will be to the audience's benefit, you're likely to keep their attention span longer because, you know, people are, are by nature, and, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it's, but, but, but selfish, you know, and, and they, they'll, they'll connect to something that benefits them. Selfish is, is, a, is the wrong word there, but you, you, I think you get what I'm saying, you know. Right. People will connect with things that directly benefit them um, more quickly and and for a longer period of time. So you know, get to the point quickly, stay on point, make it about value to the audience, and you know, respect the audience's time. I mean, if you if you're scheduled for 30 minutes, don't take 35. You know, don't take 40. Uh, you know, what I tell people is. Uh, you know, if, if, if they're expecting to hear from you for 30 minutes, the best thing you could do is get to the point really quickly and be done in 20. Right. Because if you give them 10 minutes of their day back, you're a hero. <laughs> so they don't really necessarily really want to be listening. Um, yeah. I, I have on my notes here, what is leverage and gap? Do you know what I, why I wrote that down? Yeah, those are, those are two website. pieces of our intellectual property. and. Um, actually, those are the central pieces of, of the book you referenced earlier, Move the World. Uh, you know, like, like many consultants, we like to come up with ways to explain our ideas. And we use this leverage metaphor to explain how you can increase your power and influence in the workplace through your communication skills. And, 
you know, your basic lever and fulcrum metaphor is, is what we're doing here. You know, let's say you've got this big, heavy object in your backyard you're trying to move, you want to move this big rock, you're building a garden, whatever it is. You, you pull out a lever and a fulcrum, and you're going to be able to lift an object that you otherwise couldn't lift on your own. Mm-hmm. That's what communication skills do for you. They let you move objects. They let you change minds, influence behaviors better than you otherwise could. So, you know, the way we equate it is a lever and a fulcrum has three variables, the, the position of the fulcrum, the length of the lever, and how much weight you can apply on your end of the lever. And, you know, the fulcrum is, is like how much do you know about your audience, Mm-hmm. The lever is how clear and powerful is your message, and your weight is your influence, your credibility, your your force, and and we think it's a wonderful way to get people thinking about communication in the right way. How can I use my communication skills like I would use a lever and a fulcrum to increase my power and influence in the workplace? And and it's a simple idea, but but it's a deceptively simple idea, and. The other piece that you asked about, the GAP method, I actually just walked you through it 10 minutes ago without even referencing it. It's our basic framework for preparing a client, and it starts with goals, uh, then it goes to understanding your audience, then it goes to mapping out your message plan. And, and that was the, you know, the, the, the framework I was talking you through earlier, that you know, goals, when you're trying to help people plan. communicate, goals, audience, plan. And, starts with understanding where you're trying to go, then goes to understanding who you're speaking to, then and only then should you begin crafting a message plan because the message plan is going to be dependent on the first two variables. Wow. That's, you know, that really get, narrows it down. I mean, I think you can just, before you even start to speak, you can, if you just followed that rule, it would help you yeah. immensely. You, you, know what, you know what, the mistake a lot of people make, when let, let's use the business presentation as the example. Uh, what a number of people will do is, Oh, I've got a business presentation next week. Let me start working on my slide deck. Everybody does that. And it's a completely flawed way of pre- preparing because the slide deck is nothing more than the visual representation of the story that you have chosen to tell. Mm. And it would be like illustrating a book before you've actually written the book. So, you know, what we tell people is figure out the story first and then create visuals or handouts or whatever materials you need. Uh, create materials that are going to actually represent what you're trying to say. Right, right. You know, instead of trying to reverse engineer it. Right. I'm thinking that my my dad and my brother have done it completely opposite, but maybe it's different in science because in science it's all based on finding. Well, they they also probably know their (laughs) content so well that they can quickly jump to the to the visual stage because, you know, they're subject matter experts. I mean, I call my dad know. right now. So, yeah. Hey, I got, a, I got a guy on my show who's going to refute everything you've done in the last 50 years. Um, all right, we've got to take another break. So when we come back, we're on again with Dean Brenner. Um, go to his uh, website, thelatimergroup.com, and uh, definitely Google his book, Move the World. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. You want to know the inside scoop on how today's leaders do business? How they hire and develop top talent? How do they retain top employees and customers? Tune in to Leadership Leverage on the Voice America Business Channel. Every week, Dr. Robert Denker will offer ideals and facilitate discussion with guests that will help shape today's up-and-coming leaders as well as established leaders in their fields. Listen for Leadership Leverage every Tuesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Tune in to It's Your Money with host Bill Pfeifferlich. You'll get an eye-opening education about some of the misconceptions of the financial world. If you are a business owner, working professional, or successful American, you will benefit from the information on our program. Our guests will include financial service professionals, international tax and estate attorneys, and CPAs. We'll identify solutions that you can implement now to get the most of your money. Tune in Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for It's Your Money on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again, and I'm on with Dean Brenner, president and founder of The Latimer Group. Check him out at thelatimergroup.com, and he's the author of Move the World, Persuade Your Audience, Change Minds, and Achieve Your Goals. I love it. So you have a background in uh, sailing, and I'm curious yep. as to say, I've, I did try sailing once when I was a kid. My parents yep. were big sailors, and it's very team, you know, yes, it's something you have to do to, in coordination with other people. Yep. How does the sailing uh, sort of feed into your business and, and, and the, the, especially the team dynamic, uh, team-building sure. stuff that you do with, with the Latimer Group? Sure. Uh, you know, it's, it's, sailing is all about working well with others. And, and, you know, as you mentioned earlier, I spent several years training for the Olympic team, and, and, and now I'm involved with the Olympic team from a leadership perspective and have been since '04. I was with the team at the 08 Olympics in China, and I'll be with the team uh, at the 2012 Games in London. And, you know, sailing is a team sport, and sailing is a sport about setting goals and, 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 and always having 
a goal that you're working towards. So, so there, there's, there's a lot of metaphors there that work. And, and, you know, my work with the Olympic program directly informs my, my Latimer work on a daily basis because I have this front row seat to watching these, you know, hyper-competitive, you know, type A athletes pursuing their goals all the time. And, and the way Olympic sports work in the United States um, you know, most of the Olympic sports like sailing or rowing or skiing or boxing, whatever sport you're talking about, you know, the, the national pr- program provides some funding for the athletes. But, you know, then the athletes also have to market themselves as well because we don't have, you know, massive government funding for our Olympic program like, for example, China. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of these athletes are, are entrepreneurs in their own way. So, you know, so there, there's, there's the team aspect that, that – influences my Latimer work, but, but there's also the entrepreneurial aspect where, you know, I have to work with these athletes to help them promote themselves and, you know, raise money and, and, and the things that anybody would have to do in their business. Wow. So do you use these same strategies that you, you know, use with, this, with these athletes and also with your clients to promote your own business? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we're always talking to the athletes about, you know, marketing themselves with well it, it flows both ways i mean i think the athletes benefit from my expertise and the things i learned from our corporate clients because i'm i'm advising them on how to market themselves and how to how to you know position themselves as as athletes mm-hmm. but then you know the benefit also flows the other way because you know when you're working with people that are so goal, so goal oriented that are that are so team oriented like your your typical olympic athlete, you know, that, that ends up coming back to benefit my corporate clients as well, because, you know, I'm using anecdotes or examples to explain to them, you know, how do you function better as a group of people? Um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there's the persuasive aspect to our coaching, uh, the persuasive communication aspect to our coaching, but then there's also, you know, great communication also has a, has a team aspect or, or team application and a leadership application, and, th- and that's where the Olympic work directly informs, you know, the work that I do in the boardroom. I would imagine that's difficult to convey in a company as opposed to in an in a Olympic or a sport. Because in a sport, you're clearly, you all want to win. In, in, within a company, people yeah. shift and change and go and are trying to watch out for themselves, too, at yes. the same time. How do you get them to think of the, the larger good, the bigger Well, but, you know, they, they all want to succeed, and they all want to do well. Everybody gets that intellectually, but then you're right, reality sets in, and, you know, uh, natural human, you know, behavior set in, too. But, you know, the, there's a metaphor that we use of, about arrows on a page, and the way we explain it to, our, to, to the leaders that we work with is imagine if every part of your organization or if every person in your organization was represented on a piece of paper graphically as an arrow. Mm-hmm. Your job as the leader is to try and get all those arrows pointing in the same direction. <laughs> and, and that's really hard to do, and the bigger the organization, the harder it is. Right. Um, but, you know, that's why, you know, when we start coaching people higher up in the organization, and I'm back to, you know, coaching that, that, you know, that C-level executive, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the communication needs to be broader in, in its scope. Uh, it needs to be multicultural. It needs to be global, uh, you know, the, the bigger your organization is. And it's all about how do you align groups of people to be heading in the same direction. You know, so when we're working with a sales team, you know, our coaching might be very much about how do you sell the product, how do you get the word out, how do you do it powerfully. But then when you're coaching that C-level person, 
you know, it's not just about them. It's about how can you use your words and your message to get all of these different people that may sit on different continents and speak different languages but all work for you, okay? Yeah. How do you get them all pointing in the same direction? And, and that requires a lot of work, and that's where, you know, we start talking about, you know, team, team anecdotes all the time, Olympic yeah. team an- anecdotes. For example, I mean, give me an example. Well, you know, I, I use examples from my own experience when I was training for, um, you know, when I was training for the 2000 team that competed in Sydney. We ended up missing out qualifying by about 10 feet. We finished second at the trials. And, you know, I had two teammates on the boat with me, and one of them was a, was a very well-known sailor by the name of Ed, who was really the CEO of our team. And he, he was the master at knowing exactly what he had to say to me and the other member of our team, Tom, to help us wherever we were in the moment, you know, nervous, excited, you know, too excited, you know, <laughs> low energy level, wherever we were, he knew exactly what to say to, to reach us as individuals and bring us back together uh, in, in connection to the group goal. Now, when you're talking about three people, it's obviously simpler, but, you know, the, the, the concepts still apply. And, and, and the main concept is, you need to find a way to cause people to see a connection mm-hmm. between the organization succeeding and themselves succeeding. Mm-hmm. And to the extent you can do that, people are going to be invested. I mean, you know, there's this great quote from, from Warren Buffett that I've seen in at least one Berkshire Hathaway annual report <laughs> where he said, no one washes a rental car. No one paints a rented house. Nothing motivates a human being like honest-to-God ownership. And, and from a leadership perspective with your communication, I think what you're really trying to do is to get people to feel like they own a piece of the outcome. And, and when they own it, they're likely to be invested in it, they're likely to get on board, they're likely to be aligned. And if you have a bunch of people in your organization that are just punching the clock from you know, 9 to 5 and huh. don't care a whit about the organization's outcome, you're, you're not going to have an invested group of people. Wow, I mean that is that is really true. But in, it just how do you make that happen in companies? It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. But you got to get people focused on it first. I mean, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's and the bigger the organization and the more global the organization, the harder it is. But it still remains the primary responsibility of 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 many leaders is how do you get the people in your organization to do the things you need them to do to be, to be aligned, to be working towards a common goal. It's not always going to be possible. Um, you know, it's never going to exist in, like, some perfect world. Mm-hmm. But it's still the goal that we all need to be working towards if we're, if we're the leader. Right. You know, I, I spend a lot of time with our Olympic program, and, and I'm the, my title is chairman. Um, what that really means is I spend a lot of time getting people excited about doing the job that they're supposed to do anyway. <laughs> and, and, and trying to get them to feel good about it. And I spend a lot of time making sure everybody remembers where we're trying to go as an organization and then patting them on the back as they do things well right? and, and making them feel like they're part of something greater than themselves. It's funny. I One time uh, I was working with uh, Fresh and Easy and as a consultant, and I went to hear um, oh, for John Casiers, the guy who started, um, basically grew Trader Joe's to what it is today. I'm, I'm yep. messing up his name. But I went to see him speak, and he was a really great speaker. But he talked a lot about making people feel, you know, the employees feel like they own the company. Yeah. 
And you can, you feel that when you walk into a Trader Joe's. Absolutely. You really feel that. Well, I'm getting the uh, we have to take another break sign from um, Justin Jackman, my wonderful engineer. So when we come back, I want to talk about some of your success stories, some mistakes you've made, and um, you know, some sure. of the stuff you want to do in the future, too, for Latimer. Sounds great. We'll be right back after a word. Our sponsor. Markets up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free 866 472 5790. That's 866 472 5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. Business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back again. And, you know, today's show has made me really appreciate my English degree because um, I'm my guest, Dean Brenner, president and founder of Latimer Group, has clear, clearly shown that words and communicating and, um, and how you communicate is probably the most fundamental, important thing that we do. He wrote the book, Move the World, Persuade Your Audience, Change Minds, and Achieve Your Goals. Welcome back again, Dean. Thank you, Maureen. So everybody loves to hear about mistakes that, you know, someone of your caliber has made. Sure. In, in when you started your business and or when you were speaking yourself. So what are some of the mistakes that you've made and how, what you learned from them? Well, you know, I don't think there's enough time to go through all of them. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when, 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 I, when I reflect on things that, that we haven't done very well at the Latimer Group or that I haven't done very well, you know, it all comes back to the same common denominator. And, and it's worrying more about promoting my own needs rather than, um, promoting my clients' needs. And, and what I think the lesson that you, you learn over and over and over again when you're coaching other people is you have to be a really good listener and you have to ground yourself completely, and I mean completely, in the needs of the person that you're working with. And if you ever make it about your own advancement or if you're more worried about the paycheck than the outcome or if you're more worried about how you know, six, you know, this project's going to help you get to the next project, you've taken your eye off the ball. And, and, and you know, it, it's, it's a really easy thing to say, but it's incredibly hard to do because, you know, we all want to succeed and we all want to support our families and grow our businesses and all good human, you know, needs. Uh, but success in, in a coaching business or some sort of a business consulting, or, you know, uh, effort where, where you are trying to help others achieve their goals Boy, if you're not fully grounded in them and their needs, you're, you're in trouble. And, you know, it starts with doing an enormous amount of homework on the client uh, before you walk into the room the first time. I mean, I, I always talk about knowing your audience, and I have to live that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've, I've got, you know, plenty of times where I feel like I walked in and I wasn't grounded enough, and, and it ended up going not as well as I would have liked it to have gone. Um, when, I'm, when we're at our best, we're, we're absolutely living and breathing through the perspective of the client. When we're not at our best, it's because we're not doing enough of that. And tell us now some success stories, uh, some, some of your you know, work that you've done, and you just look back and you sure. go, wow, we really, we really did help someone or something, some uh, yeah. brand or group. Sure. Uh, you know, the easiest one to talk about because not, not every client wants to, you know, their, you know, a success story that involves them to be, you know, proclaimed publicly. But the, the easiest one to talk about is actually through my involvement with the U.S. Olympic program. And, you know, when I competed as an athlete, uh, U.S. Olympic sailing was a broken business. Um, we had previously been a very successful national program up through the 92 Olympics in Barcelona, mm-hmm. where Olympic sailing was a part-time endeavor, and the U.S. had the best part-time sailing team in the world. We won nearly all the medals in Barcelona. We won nine medals in ten events. And then after that, um, starting in you know the, the mid-90s, Olympic sailing, like so many other sports today, became a full-time professional endeavor, and, and the U.S. program took about ten years to realize we'd been left behind. And uh, when the, our current leadership group, which includes me and, and several other people, when we took over in the fall of 2004, it was the classic broken business case. You know, declining revenues, um, 
athletes, you could refer to them as, you know, employees of the company, quote-unquote, if you want to run with the metaphor, um, who were, who were uh, disaffected and, and frustrated. Um, you know, we had little support and rising international competition. No budget, um, really no means to compete. And we, you know, my current leadership, the current leadership team and I, we literally tore the whole thing down. We started, we brought, we, you know, if, if you were using a house metaphor, we, we ripped everything down to the bare studs mm-hmm. and began rebuilding the house piece by piece. And we focused on uh, being competitive in a few places first and then more, more places later. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over the last seven years, we've, we've grown the support for our athletes by 400%. And, you know, we have a really excited group of, of athletes on our national team that are back to performing at the top of the world heap, and, and we're, we're gearing up for a really big performance at the London Games next year. Um, Does it help to get su- support, financial support? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, so, we, that, so what it says, and I don't mean to interrupt, but it's, it's sure. really, um, it, it really uh, paints a picture of your gap idea, which yeah. is you set the goal, you figure out right. the audience grew, and then you put the plan into action, and, and it, that's right. That's yeah. right. And you know, you, you have to when, when you're dealing with, and this is true when you're, you know, with any sort of business, when you're dealing with something that's broken, uh, and, and and you have employees or, or or customers that are walking away in droves, and, and nobody's happy. You know, you have to take a brutal look in the mirror and and repurpose the organization around a, a newer mission. Uh, in almost all cases, a more focused mission. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to cut away what's not working and focus on what is, and and build from strength piece by piece. And it's taken us seven years to do that, but you know, um, and we're not done yet. I mean, one of the first things we did was we wrote a 20-year plan to wow. rehabilitate U.S. Olympic sailing, and we're in year seven of that 20-year plan. Well, I can see how your, um, you know, your finance and your government and uh, have come into play with your English and literature background. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure about the Shakespearean, but that's probably was just some a passion of yours. But he he does have a flair for the dramatic. So we, um, before we close out the show, just tell us about LatimerLearning.com. Sure, sure. You know, we have a companion site to our main company website, uh, the LatimerGroup.com, and and that companion site is called LatimerLearning.com. And and at Latimer Learning, we have tons of free content. It's all free, and it always will be. Uh, Podcasts, newsletters, video clips of of what we do and 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 how we we coach great communication and and we drive people there all the time trying to help people figure things out and um, great well check yeah. that out it's latimerlearning.com and check yep. out Dean Brenner's website thelatimergroup.com it has been a real pleasure having you on today I want to make a little announcement and that's that I have some business commitments coming up so I'm going to have uh, over the next few weeks some uh, guest hosts and um, some about next five weeks, and uh, so please stay tuned because we should have some really exciting different shows. I want to thank my uh, executive producer, John Missile, and my wonderful engineer, Justin Jackman, who is back again to work with me. I love that. And um, thanks for listening, and um, be sure to relate to your public, whoever they may be. We're on every day, every Friday, God forbid, every day, every Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. live Pacific time. Thanks to my guest, Dean Brenner. Thank you, Maureen.
Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week. We'll be right back.